To lie, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream. Dream a little dream of me. Salutations, Snowdrift County. This is your community news. Our top story tonight. Many citizens awoke today to find their loved ones missing. Their front doors were left wide open with faint footprints in the snow leading towards the outskirts of their origins' respective towns. This appears to be happening mostly in Winston, Bromdale, and right here in Wardenclyffe. The sheriff's tower was overloaded with incoming calls from people worried about their loved ones to the point where the receiving coil was burnt out and now the tower stands darkly over the city of Bromdale. There have been a strain of disappearances reported all over the county in the past several weeks, but this is the largest missing persons report made by far. Not to mention, all other disappearances were witnessed, with those who have been missing for days last seen wandering towards the southern peaks. While the sheriff's tower is without power, Feel free to leave a post of the name and a recent picture of your loved one on our sauna page. And while I wait for your responses, citizens, I have an update on the miscreant history buff currently under investigation. The interrogations of Annie Germain continues. Deputy Sheriff Marshall, who is leading the investigation, has spent the past few weeks attempting to find out if she has taken forbidden knowledge from the Bromdale Public Library. The county senate is getting impatient, waiting to hear of an official arrest. They want to rush the court date so they can just get to the punishment, but the deputy insists on making sure that he has all the evidence he needs to make a fair conviction. We are currently trying to figure out if she took anything from the records, be it memories or physical files, Deputy Sheriff Marshall reported. She still continues to say she does not know anything about the break-in though. We have footage of the tower's lobby as well, and it shows that no one entered or left during the night in question. Things seem too shaky right now. This will be the first trial I get to be prosecutor of, and I must make sure to uphold due process. I'm not quite sure what he's going on about there, citizens. Due process? The case seems pretty cut and dry, and he's the only one that could possibly have a motive. Besides, the Senate has always acted as judge and jury of Snowdrift County's courts. All decisions are ultimately theirs, with all punishments being executed by them. Besides, the worst she could face is having her mentality torn asunder by the County Senate. And that's actually way better than life imprisonment at Winston Correctional, as is done with someone caught stealing in the limits of Preston or Kirkman. But that's all we have to report so far, as again, Charges are still yet to be pressed. The investigation is currently on hold, as more pressing matters are currently at hand. Speaking of which, Sheriff Joe Walters and Deputy Sheriff Byron Marshall are out searching for our missing neighbors. The footprints are faint, showing that they have disappeared sometime around midnight last night. I remember the wind howling at that time. I had to seal my windows up again because it started glowing with that strange green-yellow light again. I'm also getting reports on our sauna page of all the people that have went missing. One of the guys on mine and Joe's skee-ball team, Gene Grady, is among the missing here in Wardenclyffe. His wife, Leia, just posted about his disappearance. 
asking if he made his way home after arcade night. I replied the last time I saw him was when I dropped him off at home on my sled, since he had a few. Apparently he didn't get further than the front door. I messaged the Kirkman warehouse that he works for, and he hasn't shown up this morning to pick the cherries either. Right now I'm waiting for any message from Sheriff Walters to update me on traces of the missing people she finds. Oh, there's one. Following the footprints, she found the wallet of Rudy Brax, who went missing last week. In the sheriff's mind, this solidifies the idea that everyone that has gone missing over the past few months have wandered in the same direction. I also received a message from Deputy Marshall. Didn't know Joe gave him my number after we went out the other night. He says he found someone. Oh, another message. Never mind, it's a Wendigo. Oh dear. I didn't know there were still Wendigos in the woods out there in the edge of the county. I, I thought we successfully exterminated them all during the Great Call-In five years ago. Oh, Deputy Marshall sent me a picture. Just get that open. It's a picture of him running from the Wendigo. Its hollow white eyes are fiercely focused on the deputy's back, with its antlers aiming straight for his kidneys. Its whole body is a deep black, appearing like a silhouette in the photo as it charges on all fours. I'm gonna send him a message. Do you have a lighter? Fire will scare them, and their skin goes up like paper. Alright, let's hope for the best, folks. While we wait for further updates on the possible whereabouts of our missing neighbors, I have a message from the station management. Since we opened up the internship program here at the station, we haven't had many people volunteering. A few students have come from Blairsville Academy and Brondale Public Schools, but that's about it. Some of them have had a good first day with only one fatality out of our nine applicants. And that incident was not the station's fault, no matter what Ashton Vieiro says. Seriously, we can't help it if she got hypothermia. She refused to get a parka. Station management would like to remind everyone that the internship program here at Snowdrift County Community Radio is perfectly safe, so long as you follow all directions and take any suggestions for your safety. Also, this is a paid internship. While it's not the most glamorous first step to an outstanding career, it's more than any place in Preston is willing to offer. Well folks, with the week coming to a close soon, it is time to prepare for the weekend. So let's see what events are coming up. The Psychokinetic Dueling Semifinals starts tomorrow and will be held at Bromdale Public Schools. This will be a home match for the Bromdale Moose, and they will be facing against the Kirkman Woodchucks. Such has been the case this season with the Bromdale School Gymnasium being repaired, this will be another outdoor match. It has been an extremely tense season since most of the players have fallen ill due to exposure to the cold. But the Moose have been going strong and in full force. This is in part mostly due to Captain Danielle Wheeler's newest technique, where players would vibrate the air around them, effectively heating a small pocket of space surrounding them. This technique allows the snow beneath the players to melt, 
leaving them with solid footing in the dirt and without the need of thick, restrictive overclothing, as well as allowing the Brondale Moose to easily dodge projectiles thrown by the opposing team. Prior to the semifinals, head of the Brondale School Board, Sharon McLaughlin, will be hosting a protest against the use of the outdoor fields, as she has been all season. If you wish to join her, she will be in her heated tent in the center of the outdoor games field, and will go until the start of the games. Any protesters still on the field during first whistle will instigate the intended target rule, where they will be pelted with projectiles from both teams until they vacate the playing field. Saturday, Rascal Cleave and the Barkeys are beginning their hidden tour starting in Preston, which will be marking the release of their new album, Missing Pulpit. I would tell you what venue they're playing, but they're not disclosing the location of any venue that they are playing during this tour. Instead, with no advertisements to help besides mentions of what city they're performing at, people hoping to go to shows during the Missing Pulpit tour will have to search out, or happen to be at, where the band is performing. There won't be any cover charge if you're already at the location when they start playing, but once they do start playing, making it easier to find their venue, there will be a cover charge of $20. And finally, on Sunday, the Church of Sithagua is hosting their annual carnival in Kirkman. The carnival will be held at the old Ice Kingdom amusement warehouse, and it will be the first time the Ice Kingdom has been open in three years due to the construction of some all-new attractions, including the Loopy Rapids, especially made toboggan chute that will carry riders through the roof of the warehouse to approximately 10,000 feet and sliding them down a 50,000 foot track at 50 miles an hour, starting with a 60 degree drop of 70 feet and one point where it goes upside down. The specially made toboggan for this ride will be able to seat up to 10 people and the group must weigh a minimum of 1,000 pounds. Wow, that ride sounds really fun and a little terrifying. But for now, back to our headline story. I received an update on the missing people. Sheriff Walters has found one of them. Fiona Alburn of Kirkman was found wandering uphill towards the southern peaks, a large patch of red skin surrounding her right eye. Sheriff Walters attempted to get Fiona's attention, but she only continued up the incline to the mountains that border the edge of our county. Sheriff Walters and Deputy Marshall attempted to follow her, but neither of their dog packs would continue further south. Choosing to hear the wisdom of her pack and their connection to Sathagwa, the sheriff decided to turn back north. However, Deputy Marshall refused to listen to Sathagwa's wisdom through his own pack. He got off his sled, letting his dogs run back to Brondale, and continued south on foot once again throwing himself into the path of danger for the sake of his work. Oh dear, that's Joe calling me. She tends to get a little miffed when Byron does stuff like this. While I take this quick word from our sheriff, let's take a look at the traffic.
This call is taking a little longer than expected, citizens. So, here's a word from our sponsors. Summer is here, citizens. That's right, it's warming up and will soon be seen as high as 32 degrees within the month. For those of you that enjoy grilling or pit fire roasting, here are some tips to keep your outdoor cooking rooms clean and safe to use. Be sure to keep spare charcoal or firewood at a safe distance from your cooking area, and to open all vents when cooking, especially those in the ceiling. If you own an Emporium brand grill, be sure to keep it in the center of the room to avoid heat damage to any of your walls. If you use a fire pit, be sure to clear your outdoor cooking room of any stray debris and rebuild your pit at least once a week when in use. When rebuilding a fire pit, make sure to remove all the old gravel and bricks and replace them with fresh materials available at your local Eddie's Emporium. Also, when initially lighting your fire pit or grill, be sure to stay at least 3 feet back to avoid getting burned, and to keep Emporium brand fire extinguishers nearby. These tips have been brought to you by Eddie's Emporium. We have everything. We are everything. And we're back. Sheriff Walters managed to get the power going at her tower in Brondale. She had to climb 20 stories of stairs in order to reach the roof and replace the coil. Once the power was back on, she inspected the tower's holding apartments making sure that everyone was there and accounted for. When she reached room 804, where the Germain family is housed, she found Annie missing. As the power was out until the coil was replaced, there is no footage to show if anyone left or entered the tower through the lobby. Her parents were contacted at their workplace, the Bromdale Grocer, and were asked about the possible whereabouts of their now fugitive daughter. We have no idea where she could be, her father, Edward, said in his statement over the phone. We were only given permission to go to and from this store. We haven't really needed to go anywhere else either. With no possible clues to her whereabouts, Sheriff Walters has issued a warrant for the detention of Annie Germain. All citizens of Snowdrift County are encouraged to return her to the Sheriff's Tower alive so that she may finally be charged with something and brought to trial as the sheriff deputy has been putting this off for the past several weeks. Speaking of Deputy Sheriff Marshall, during the call from the sheriff, he has returned to Bromdale. Staggering back from the cold, his porcelain white skin now spotted with various sized patches of red. He initially began speaking gibberish, panicking from what he witnessed beyond the southern peaks. Once calmed and given some coffee to warm up, he was able to recount what he saw. He followed Fiona over the mountain range. As he went further and further south, the glowing wind began surrounding him. In spite of the danger, he continued, trying his best to avoid contact with it. Once Fiona went over the peaks, the deputy sheriff stopped at the mountaintop and found what has caused so much fear to rise in him. A large dome of ice, perfectly spherical, covering a portion of the valley just beyond the edge of our county. The interior of the dome, unseen through the bright light emitting from inside. The wind of light seems to be blowing from the air surrounding it. The missing citizens surrounded the dome, working at melting their way inside from the wall facing furthest north. 
In the warm breeze, the sheriff deputy claimed he could hear a welcoming voice, seductive and calm. But instead of heeding to its calling, he ran back north, returning to the limits of our cities, where he found his sled and made his way back to Bromdale. So now we know where our missing neighbors are, and the source of those strange, skin-darkening winds. Deputy Marshall is currently being taken to Meredith Broxton Memorial Hospital for treatment. Huh. An envelope was just slipped under my door from the county senate. A statement about this recent news. It is now imperative that all citizens of Snowdrift County must currently avoid traveling the southern peaks. We don't know what it is that spawned there, but we do know it's blasphemous. Those who have already approached the thing are to be considered lost until such a time that we may determine what is happening. Well, citizens, today has given us quite a lot to take in, quite a lot to think about. I think we need some time to think everything over. So let me end our time together by saying good night, Snowdrift County, and stay warm. Salutation Snowdrift is a Broken Unicorn Studios production, written and performed by Nicholas Gold. All music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Check out his stuff at incompetech.com. Want to keep up with what we're doing? Feel free to subscribe and follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Have any questions or comments? Want to help us out with the show? Send us an email at brokenunicornstudios at gmail.com. And thank you for listening.